The greatest gift that God gives us is a relationship with him. And in our message, we will see that this relationship gives us hope and a reason to thank him even on our worst days. Hi, my name is Dan Slofra. I'm the pastor at Crosswalk Church in Phoenix, Arizona, and I would like to welcome you to our message. We're in the second week of a series called God's Got This, and today, as we are celebrating Thanksgiving at Crosswalk, we will look at the theme, God's Got Power. Now, as we're thinking about Thanksgiving and, and I was uh, doing some reading, I happened to come across uh, a news conference that was held by a soccer player, um, Megan Rapino. And maybe you know who she is. She was a very good player, had a great career with the uh, women's national team, player of the year, Hall of Fame caliber player for sure. And she was playing her very last game. She knew it was going to be her last game. And six minutes into the game, she tore her Achilles. And it was after the game at a news conference where she said, if you're looking for proof that there is no God, this is it. And I don't need to go in uh, and talk about uh, Megan Rapino very much, but I would like to talk about her theological point. And, and that is that, that if there is bad happening, and especially bad happening to me, there is proof, that's the proof I need, that there is no God. Again, I could argue the theology and say, well, if that's the case, when something good happens, does that mean it's proof that there is a God? Or maybe it's a way that we, we look at this, and even though we might not agree with her, that we do like to think about an author who will end the story living happily ever after, or someone riding off into the sunset that we like these ideas of, of happy endings and good things happening to good people. And so as you think about Thanksgiving, um, do you tend to be that way, that you, you do inventory? Are there more good things than bad things? Or maybe something really bad has happened to you. And because of that, you, you just don't have a heart of thanks for sure and, and are wondering what God is up to. Well, I'd like to contrast Megan Rapinoe's words with the words of an Old Testament prophet named Habakkuk. And this is what he wrote. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will be joyful in God my Savior. And so as we're looking at Habakkuk, it, it didn't make any difference what the circumstances were, what the conditions were. He was still able to be thankful. He was still able to praise God. And as we look at Thanksgiving this year, we ask the same question, how can I do this? How can I give thanks to God? How can I give him praise regardless of my circumstances? And we go back to Ephesians chapter 1. And in the previous section, uh, last week's message, Paul told the Ephesians that they have every spiritual gift in Christ. 
everything, that they could not be more wealthy when it came to spiritual gifts. And then in verse 15 and 16, he says this, For this reason, since, since we have all of these gifts given to us by God, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. With these words, Paul is, of course, giving thanks. He says that, I'm giving thanks for you. And so as you think about this this year and, and giving thanks to God, first of all, the place where Paul encourages us to start is with the family of believers, with individuals who have been placed in your life who have pointed and directed you back to Christ. There are so many people in my life that if I were to write all of them down, all the teachers I've had, all the Sunday school teachers, all the family members, all, all the people in congregations that I've served, everyone who's written me a thank you card or sent me an email giving me encouragement, I, I don't even know how many there would be. There are, there are just so many. It would be very, very difficult to count. And I hope you see the same for yourself. At the very least, at the very least, you can thank God for Crosswalk. Crosswalk, a place where God's grace is shared every week and it doesn't make any difference who the one preaching is. The ministry of Crosswalk, as I think of our 40 plus growth group leaders who, who gather together with people to connect them to God and to each other. Individuals in Crosswalk Kids who are teaching kids from just from infancy, literally from the time they're babies, and sharing the good news of Jesus with them. And every one of those people that is Crosswalk, every individual, a Christian in your life who has directed you back to Christ is a reason to give thanks. And today we do that. And thank God for you. Thank God for you and the encouragement that you are to brothers and sisters in Christ. We go on. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. As we look at the beginning of this section, I don't want you to miss in verse 17, where it says, I keep asking, I keep asking God, and, and it mentions Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit. And so in this that he's saying, I want you to know the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit better. And I think that once you get to know God better, you are going to appreciate him and the gift that you have simply in knowing him uh, even more. I think of that with Thanksgiving, maybe with this question you've been asked before. If on Thanksgiving, you could have one person in history, any person in history to have Thanksgiving dinner with you, who would it be? And, of course, if you're giving the good church answer, the answer would be Jesus and uh, that you could talk to him. But I, I want you to think of someone else besides him, that, that if he, you think throughout history. And as I was thinking about it this year, I've, I've had different answers at different times in my life. 
But I think the person I would like to talk to most and have for Thanksgiving dinner this year would be my grandpa, Salofra. And I think the reason why is because he died when I was three. And so he died when, uh, when he, he was about the age and I was about the age of my grandson. And I just think of how right now our relationship is, is just beginning. And I, I do have just little memories of my grandpa, but, but not very much. So what I have are just stories. I have stories from my dad and my uncles and older brothers and sisters that, that tell me what he was like. And I just, I just would like to spend some time with him. And when you hear that, maybe it changes who you think about, but maybe it is someone, a loved one who is, is gone. And, and what you want is not what they did for you. It's just to spend some time with them. It's just to talk with them and be there and, and grow an appreciation of who they are and enjoy that one more time. That is what Paul is asking for you with God that you may know the Father better, the Son better, the Holy Spirit better. And when I think of that, that's something, just so you know, I continue to do and we're going to do for an eternity. I think of the Father and I think, I believe in God the Father, the maker of heaven and earth. And so when I think of getting, the fa getting to know the Father better, I usually think in terms of the, the world in which he made. And it's the reason I, I know I've talked about it, that I, I like to go hunting, things like that. But it's not the hunting part, it's just not. I love going outside where there are no other people, where, where I can see no other light other than the light that's from, from the sky, from stars, moon, whatever, and see no one else and just have it be me and God. And just to watch and, and what I learn about God just by what was made and, and what kind of individual he is. I encourage you to do that. How you get to know the Father by spending time alone in nature, it's just huge. When I think of Jesus, I think of him as the Word, that he is the Word made flesh. And so when I think of getting to know God better with Jesus, I go to his Word. That re-reading, I've read the whole Bible, I've read it many times. But, but going back verse by verse to see the nuances, to, to have an account opened up like it wasn't before, that by looking at those words, I get to know God better through Jesus, the Word made flesh. And when I think of the Holy Spirit, I, I think of the impact of that Word on my life. And, and I think of the, the opportunities that I have when I want to show love and care and concern, when I want to love God with all my heart and my soul and my strength. And, and it's like the word in action. And as you live that out and as you find enjoyment and pleasure in doing what is right, the Holy Spirit is right there with you and, and you begin to, to understand God better who is love and who is perfect and does what is right all the time. <laughs> Enjoy God this Thanksgiving. Not because of what he gives to you, but because of who he is and deepen in that relationship with him. Paul writes here about his incomparably great power 
for those who believe. And then in the next verses, in, in, in the end of verse 19, this incomparably great power, he says, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. These words, and, and really what I was talking about before, are the Apostles' Creed, that, that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as we get to know God better. But this section here is where we talk about Jesus Christ after his resurrection, uh, that he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, that he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and from there he will come to judge the living and the dead. And here we see the great power of Jesus, uh, that, that, that we realize that he has everything under his control. Notice, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and, and sometimes this makes me think of, of individuals who think Jesus is going to come down for an earthly rule. That'd be a step down. He's already above that rule. He is already ruling on behalf of his church. This is the incomparably great power that God has for you. And so there's two parts to this, and one of them is to look at the power of Jesus in what he's already done, defeated death, defeated sin, defeated Satan, that, that it is this wonderful power looking at his resume. But also, it's the power that we get to know better now when we see what he's doing. Uh, Phil Bischoff was telling us a story in, in our, our message prep about when he was in grade school. And it's just such a great story about him, a, a big bully kind of came and kicked his soccer ball. So he kicked the other kid's soccer ball and then ran. And this, this kid was running after him, was a, bigger than he was, was a great older. And he got him and he got him down on the ground and he was just about to start beating up on him. And then Another kid who was another year older, bigger than that other kid, got between him and this bully and said, you have to go through me to get to him. And that's what I think of when I think of the issues that we face in life, that Jesus says, put me between you and what you're struggling with. And I don't care what that is. And so, so think about what, is, what does that look like in your life? Maybe it's the reason that you're hesitant to give thanks or your heart's just too heavy to give thanks this year. That you ask the question, how do, how do I put Jesus between me and the bully that I'm dealing with? How do I put him between me and grief? How do I put him between me and the sin that, that I, I repeatedly go back to? How do I put Jesus between me and an addiction? How do I have Jesus fight these battles which I seem to lose all the time. And, and what we're told here is that is exactly what he wants to do, for you to enjoy his power. He, he rules everything for the church, which is his body. That's you, that's me, that's all of us who believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior. And what a blessing that is and, and how powerful that is for us. 
The final words I'd like to share with you are, are we're done with Ephesians chapter 1 now and we'll get to the next chapters next week. But the words of the psalmist in Psalm 73, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God's my portion. When you look at this, what he's saying is, you might ask the question, and maybe that's where we started. What do I get for following God? And, and we like to say, I would like this and this and this, and we look to things. And God is saying, no, when you're in a trust relationship with me as my child, what you get is me. The, the best part is having this relationship with me. And so we stand before God, and I encourage you to do that, is stand before God with open hands. And with those open hands, God is both able to freely give to you, and God also takes away when it is right as well. And so we enjoy blessings that God gives us for a period of time, but recognize that, that we don't have those gifts, none of those gifts, forever. Job talked about this when he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return. The Lord has given, the Lord has taken away. May the, the name of the Lord be praised. The Apostle Paul said the same thing. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, rich or poor. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And he realized what I have in Christ is better than what I don't have in this world. This Thanksgiving, fall in love with the giver instead of the gifts. And take time to do that. And, and one final thing that as you think about enjoying God for who he is, at Crosswalk, we have a, a Bible Basics class. Bible Basics, the Bible Basics 1, the summary of the class is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The, the purpose of that class is that you would get to know God better. And if you are someone who is unable to get to Crosswalk, we will offer this online. You can email me, dan at cwlk.church, and this, these things, this prayer of Paul that you would get to know God better, this prayer of me for you that, that you would get to know God better, is something that we can bring to reality both in this class and every time you pick up his word. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you for giving us the greatest gift we could ever ask for, and that is a relationship with you. Lord, we know this relationship was, was won by Jesus Christ who gave his life for our sin. And now, Lord, we have this unity with you that we enjoy you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and we ask that you would help us to get to know you better. Every day of our lives, may, may it be a day that we see your love and grow in appreciation of it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace, amen.